Warning, this episode contains foul language, discussions about drinking blood, and a couple digs at religion and politics. for all things strange and unusual, dark and mysterious, bloodthirsty and anti-garlic, and sometimes even irresistibly sexy. Each week we have the pleasure of sitting down and chatting about something weird, Weird. and this week is no exception. It's a new take on an age-old topic. Today we're entering the world of stakes and sunlight, holy water and silver bullets, fangs and capes, as we continue our discussion and our obsession with vampires. Three years ago, we talked about vampire legends all throughout history and from all different corners of the world, the possibility of real-life vampires living in modern times, the role-playing and games that thousands of people play today to get a taste of the deliciously deadly lifestyle and where all of these stories originated from. Well, this is October, mother suckers, so today we're discussing horror movies, vampire horror movies. We're taking a look at vampires in film throughout history, what the vampiric disease represented, and when they made the turn from being horrific monsters to totally irresistible sex machines. My name is Ashley, and this is my fantastic co-host, Lauren. Hello, weirdos. And joining us today, once again, the expert on all things pale, hairy, and full of teeth, amazing artist and monster enthusiast, Billy Roach. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, thank you for coming back. Thank you for coming. Uh, Anytime. (laughs) Love having you. This is your, technically, your fifth episode in our five seasons, Uh and we just can't tell you how much we enjoy having (laughs) you on the show. Yeah, well, I mean, that's good because I have a problem to stop talking, so, you know. That's why my other episodes are (laughs) two-parters. Yes, that's right. We just can't stop. I mean, but this is, like, this is your passion. This is your wheelhouse. Like, we gotta have you on for monsters and vampires and... Yeah, if we're talking about monsters, I don't know who else I would call. No. Oh. Real or imaginary. I am am wildly flattered. (laughs) Billy is wearing his Vlad the Impaler shirt, which I didn't know they made, but they do. They do. And it's pretty badass. (laughs) Yes, I love it. He said it's Vlad on the front, and he turned around, and I was like, and party on the back. And he was like, well, it's a bunch of people getting staked on the back. I was like, so yeah, party, party. Uh, Total party. Being impaled, it's good. (laughs) Okay, so yes, so we, last time, we were kind of like, okay, where do we go from here? Because we really did cover- We covered a lot. We covered a lot. We covered um, the, like, history of vampires, where the legends started, different types of legends from different parts of the world. We talked about what vampire films we would like to be in, Mm -hmm. or we would hate to be in. (laughs) Right. But we never really got a chance. I really wanted to do this episode- because of our werewolf episode where the second part was all about werewolf films and sort of dissecting them and like taking a look at them and like you know what did the werewolf disease represent it was just really fascinating to learn all of those things so Mm. i'm so excited to now do vampires because same deal right it's a horrible disease to some Uh uh-huh 
To some. To, to some. Not no. Not to Billy. Not to me. No. <laughs> it's um, great. I welcome the dark. <laughs> I was Bring born it on. <laughs> Before we get into it, I do want to remind everyone that we have a Halloween decoration contest going on on our Instagram right now. All you have to do is send us a picture of one or all of your Halloween decorations this year, and you're going to be entered for a chance to win some free merch or even a month's worth of Patreon benefits for free. So send us a photo on social media or to our email address, keepitweirdpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll post it in our Instagram stories. And you have until Halloween night to submit, and there are prizes for scariest item, best homemade item, best overall decor, and most dedicated. So everyone has a chance to win something, no matter how much you do or do not decorate for the season. We just want to see how you celebrate this wonderful holiday of ours. <laughs> it's the people's holiday. The people's holiday, everyone. <laughs> it's the most special time of year. And one more thing, we have a new merch store. So if you're wasting time looking for our old Etsy shop that we've talked about on the past 150 episodes, <laughs> it's, it's gone. gone. <laughs> she gone. Uh, you won't find it. You can now find our merch on Tee Public, and we have more designs. Everything is more affordable, and hopefully this will cut back on the amount of ordering and shipping issues that we've had in the past not that we've had a ton but basically we had to like you ordered from etsy the order got sent to printful printful contacted us and then if there was a problem and the problem would go to etsy the who then sent to printful who then went it was was just (laughs) if there was a problem it was a nightmare to solve so hopefully this helps and um there's a ton more stuff on there for you including a design by our guest today, Billy, Billy Roach, Ooh. who made us this zombie keep it weird design last year that we loved so much. And I kept saying, I'm going to put this on a shirt. I'm going to put this on a shirt. And by <laughs> golly, today I put it on a shirt. And I just found out. So I'm like sitting in the corner turning like bright red. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> it's did. like dark in Come here. On, when you walked in, I was like, look at our merch store. Um, the only thing is, guys, you do have to follow the link that we provide for you in order for us to get the profits from the sale. So follow the link in our social media sites or follow the link on our website at www.keepitweirdpodcast.com slash merch and get yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, magnet, button, tank top, whatever your heart desires. The only huge bummer is that there are no more sweatpants. T Public does not have sweatpants. That but is a tragedy. It really but is. Literally, I Amy, hope you all got them last Amy year. Amy Hanselman COVID. was like, "So I can't get sweatpants." I was like, "Bitch, you had two fucking years." We all we ever did to was get talk sweatpants. about the sweatpants on the show for a full two years. But so. truly, if enough people reach out to me and are like, "Hey, I actually do want sweatpants," I will literally find a way to get you sweatpants. We'll so please don't lose sleep over the. Sweatpants, that's all I had. I really want to talk about vampires. And mm. Billy, you're starting us off. I always want to talk about vampires. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so if I were to ask you what the first vampire film is, what would you say? Well, I would say Nosferatu, but so I think that's wrong. I, I know that it's wrong. And I should know the right answer because I looked it up earlier. <laughs> wow. And I already forgot. <laughs> well, I literally looked it up. Nosferatu is, is the most common. It came out in 1922, but there was a film in 1896 Jeez. called House of the Devil. Oh. They refer to the the villain as the devil or as a devil. But a lot of our common vampire tropes come from that film. Like you see him turn into a bat. There's mm-hmm. blood drinking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, one of the first- But they first, just said devil. They just said devil. They refer to him as a devil. Yeah. I actually really like it when vampire movies, even today, or vampire TV shows, wink, wink, <laughs> have 
vampires but don't ever say the word vampire. Yep. Yeah, which kind of is one of my favorite That's my films. Shit. I don't know if y'all have ever seen this. Oh, I have. I know my, exactly what you're going to say. One of my top three favorite vampire films, Near Dark. Do you know what I'm going for as Halloween this year? What? Please Bill Paxton me. Oh my Near God. Dark. Severin, I love Severin. <laughs> Give me back my fucking sperm. I love that movie so much. It's so good. It, it is so good, and yeah, they yeah. never ever say they vampire. Don't say they we're vampires. Never say the word vampire, and you never see fangs. Mm. Yeah, ever. Yeah, they don't but even you just really have fangs. Yeah, you see them like mm-hmm. grab people and bite, but you never get the overly dramatic like wide mouth. Yeah, yeah. they just Which grab and they go right in. It makes it creepier. It does. It um, really so, does. Yeah, it kind of takes the yeah the drama and the cheesiness out of it, and you're just like, oh yeah. my god. There's also a lot of throat slicing in that movie. Well, you know, a lot of throat slicing, a lot of blood. I, on, in the same vein, though, one thing that drives me crazy is when there's a zombie movie and they don't call them zombies, they call them something dumb. They'll be like, the runners are like... They have like a weird d- term for yeah. Deadites well, or whatever. And it's like, yeah. they're fucking zo- Everyone knows what a zombie is. They're like, just zombies. What like the uh, the Walking Dead. They just they never what say the word them? zombie. They call them... Everybody has their own term Crawlers. in that show. Like walkers, munchers. like all, right. Because what Robert Kirkman, the creator, said is, in the world of The Walking Dead... Zombie fiction never existed for sure. So Which, like, they I kind never of say appreciate, zombie, but then it kind of sure. carried over to a lot of things. And I'm like, yep. they're, just, they're fucking zombies. They're guys. zombies. Come on, come on, guys. Know what's going yeah. on here. Okay, so House of the Devil. Wow. Okay, House so that was of like the Devil, the very first. And then a kind of fun, spooky thing, even before, which fits right into this show. Before Nosferatu, two years before Nosferatu, there was a film called Dracula with a K, and. Nothing regarding this Russian silent film is known to survive. <gasps> there are no known production stills, and there is very little information about this film available. Most oh. sources agree that the existence of this film is questionable. Oh, but that's there's just enough hell. small documentation on the internet to know that it that did it exist. Did exist? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> But yeah, it's. I thought that would kind of fit in, kind of perfectly. Oh, that's spooky. Because like, it is. It's like a spooky aspect of like this this lost vampire film that no one will ever see. Ooh, in a silent ever. film, like yeah. it's probably so eerie. When if you was could Dracula find it. written? Eighteen ninety three. I want to say ninety three. So the story existed, and yeah. this was probably just a twist on it in some way. Yeah, it was. Un- it was unofficial. Like most okay. of these, the the Stoker family and Stoker right. himself wouldn't give people permission. To sure. make this into a film. That's why Nosferatu, he's called Count Orlock. But it's it's the Dracula novel. Yeah. Right? Which, yeah, it's the same it story. Exactly, yeah. same story. Yeah. I love the um the Nosferatu vampire style as well. Like especially like watching uh what we do in the shadows, for example. <laughs> yeah. What's the one that lives in the basement? I have a picture of I forget of him right his here. name, but he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> they have to go wake him. Yeah, yeah, and they like feed him chickens. Yeah, like here you go. But I just love but that. But he's got a very common name. It's like Pete or yeah, something. Like yeah, it's Pe- yeah. Peter. Yeah, yeah. Peter, yeah. Because they even said, he's like, Peter is not coming to the meeting. I love it's it. So Peter good. is 800 years old. <laughs> he's not uh, coming to the What we do in the shadows is a masterpiece. Seriously. So, and the TV so. show, and the show. Just as good. I was so and worried. I, same. It was so like, worried. it can't possibly be good because the movie was perfect and it's hilarious and so well done. Yeah, I remember when they announced it and they were like, but Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement are not going to be in it. And I was like, then why are we doing yeah, this, then guys? Yeah, count me out. Uh, the but they managed part. to find four hilarious people Amazing to play people. the main roles. Five, if you count They showed Guillermo. up a couple times. 
True. Yeah, yeah. they showed up a couple months. Some appearances. Let's not forget the Vampiric Council episode. I could never. <laughs> Probably it's the best. The episode. greatest thing that's ever been put on film. Wesley Snipes on Skype. On Skype. <laughs> you can't beat it. It's so good. Oh my god, okay. I love it. Uh, but yeah, so like the first the first known vampire film, I think commonly is Nosferatu, yeah. which I think is something that's ingrained in like all of our consciousness, but a lot of people like haven't seen it. Right. Yeah. And I think I saw it maybe once when I was a teenager. And then when I moved out here, I actually got tickets. Uh, Allison got us tickets to go see Nosferatu. Original German print. Whoa. There was... A kind of creepy old lady sitting on the stage playing an organ. Perfect. Cool. And there was a guy in the front with a microphone just translating the German to us. Whoa. It was oh my gosh. really, it was amazing. And the the organ was on loan from a family uh, overseas, like a, like a German family. It was so good. Wow. It was the wow. creepiest thing. I loved it. And it was in this old creepy theater as well yeah it'd be so. weird if just it was like an the amc entire, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the entire experience was yeah. fantastic oh, amc matinee i come out yeah. at 2 p.m i'm like oh with no one PM in the for me i have it on dvd like an old uh it was a part of one of those like 50 horror movie classic dvds that you yep. get for like 15 dollars so it's played before, and I've watched a handful, but it's usually just on. I was so just like, I get say it, it as love it, but it's I a, haven't ever like sat down and like. It's a great mood piece just to have in the background. Oh, it's it so like, creepy. I've, I think I've mostly seen it at Halloween parties because somebody had it like on a projector on the wall, yeah. just going. But like, you look over and see him doing his creepy walk, creepy, and that's all you need. Yeah. You're like, okay, walk. well, I'm not gonna sleep. Or where he slowly rises out of the coffin oh. with those eyebrows yeah i love the fingers too just those long i was gonna say the fingers fingers anytime they're out i'm like so uneasy it's creepy just the long shadows as he reaches across the body i love it it definitely that style of vampire to me that design definitely makes it feel like more of a disease yes it reminds me a lot of uh what del toro did with the strain yeah 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 a lot like where it is a disease it's something biological and your body just kind of gets rid of everything it doesn't need. Mm-hmm. Like, if you haven't read the Strain series, they're phenomenal. And the show is pretty good as well. Yeah. It's got some, like, lackluster episodes, and it kind of divulges from the uh, – diverts from the book a little bit. But it's a great series. It's really – it's a lot of fun. And I love the vampires. And they're so monstrous, and they're so creepy. Yeah. They don't have your traditional fangs. They have a six-foot stinger that shoots out of their Isn't throat. It, like, under their tongue? It transforms Ugh. their entire – intestinal system into a stinger that shoots out hits a body and drains in seconds seconds i remember reading it i read it back when we worked together so like that was like a decade ago um and i remember really loving it and it was legitimately quite scary yeah Vampire. I mean, vampires used to be scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used I have to be to afraid say, of used them. Used to be. Yeah. yeah. Used it's to not be. really the case anymore. Well, and still can. I think it's. I think it's making a bit of a resurgence of vampires being scary. I sure hope so. They, Gosh, they are trying. Please. There's been some really good films recently that I'll I'll let you know about. But yeah, those those strain vampires are so good. That yeah. is something else. Well, and it's biologically, it gets rid of everything you don't need. Like your nose falls off, your yes. genitals fall off. It's like you don't need those as a vampire. You're now an yeah. apex predator. Right. The only thing you need is the ability to hunt and kill. Right. I also love they're all controlled by the master. And anytime the master vampire can just take them over and be a conduit to speak through them. That's to me is so creepy. That's very extraterrestrial. Yeah, he can be anywhere at any time. I love it. 
I did wow. The master's omnipotent. Amazing. Yeah, I love it. It's Very so good. Very creepy. I but like he's got it. that Nosferatu vibe. The, yeah. You know, the bald, big ears, you know, the Long, kind of. yeah, those, fingies. Oh, I love those fingies. They're so good. <laughs> I love fingies. them. They're so good. And that's something that they did in uh, the, the television miniseries for Salem's Lot, too. It's just such a great look. I will never forget, as a kid, seeing Kurt Barlow for the first time on film from that miniseries. Because his skin is like just blue he's like so pale it's like blue and he's got these intense yellow eyes that i swear to god he doesn't have eyelids he's just always staring full eyes that movie creeped me out when i was a kid but i loved it i love to get creeped out that stuff's great it's a rush it's fun i always get asked why do you why do you like watching this so much i like i like to be scared yeah yeah Yeah. i it's weird i do find That a lot of people that I talk to, I talk to a lot of people with anxiety disorders, either they reach out to me because they know I have one, so we talk about it, or like I've joined like Reddit conversations about people with anxiety disorders, and one thing that is a common thread is that we all seem to really, really be into horror movies. Really? And I was like, how interesting Like the most anxious people who don't want to be like surprised or have curveballs thrown at them want to watch a very scary, jumpy movie. I don't know why. What is that? I don't know. Scientists. Let us know. Reach out. Anybody know? I had (laughs) no clue. That's great. But yeah, if you haven't read King's Salem Lot Slams Lot or seen the miniseries, miniseries is a little slow, but it's got a it's got a great build. Definitely find it. It's out there somewhere. It came out in 79 and I it was great. I need to read great. it. That's one of the ones I have never read and I know that they're remaking it now uh, again with my dude William Sadler. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll give it a read. Maybe I'll do that. It's, it's it really is spooky good. season. It is really good. <laughs> it's it's, it's my favorite. Like, I mean, vampires, yes, but it's my favorite Stephen King novel. Yeah. He's done vampires a few times though. Yeah. He did. Did you ever read or see The Night Flyer? I saw oh. the Night Flyer. Speaking of creepy vampires, Speaking is that a really terrifying one? Oh, vampire? Oh, he is so creepy. Flyer. He's like his face is literally like just a bat's face on a man's body. No, and he's got. Oh, these I don't know if I would like that. long fingers with sharp fingernails. But the thing that's great in the film, anyway, the thing that's great is he wears your classic like Dracula cape. So yes. he's got the big collar, but he's got this like stringy, ratty hair, and then he's shot in shadows. All the time. And then when you see his face, it's just like, wow. It's like, I love it. I love it. At one point, <laughs> his so mouth good. even opens up this huge mouth and his teeth extend even further. Ooh. It's super gross. I love it. That's <laughs> one of the ones that I, I haven't seen since I was like 14. And I'm almost too scared to rewatch it because I know that it can't be as good as I thought it was when I was 14. <laughs> you don't want to ruin <laughs> that magical feeling. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's so sad when things I just don't re- hold up. Recently, uh... I hadn't seen Pet Cemetery 2 since I was in high school. And Pet Cemetery 2 used to scare the shit out of me. So I had me and Joe watch it. Holds up. Still holds yeah. up. Holds up. Okay. Okay. You should absolutely watch Pet Cemetery right. 2. I don't think I revisited Pet Cemetery 2. Dude, no, Clancy, absolutely not Clancy, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. I love Clancy Brown. I'm just, I've, I have always known that I've been afraid of Clancy Brown my whole life. It is definitely because of Pet Cemetery 2. You're now making the connection. <laughs> and now I'm now, like, it. after watching it again, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, reason. this is why I've been so afraid. Because he doesn't always play a meanie Bobini, but yeah. he often does. It's not his patchy hair and held together neck by safety pins <laughs> from the Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be that. You know what? Maybe there are a couple reasons yeah, I'm terrified right. of Clancy Brown. I think you're just scared of Clancy Brown. Maybe That's I'm just right. scared of Clancy Brown. And Clancy, if you're listening, mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. It's not your fault, Clancy. But you've done a great job. But you're a really good actor, <laughs> and yeah. I'm happy you you exist. Yep. <laughs> sorry, I was afraid of you. <laughs> this episode is dedicated to Clancy Brown. Dedicated to Clancy Brown. Another really kind of often forgotten vampire film from the 80s. It's, it's really wild. And if you want to talk about just kind of scary, just like visceral like vampires, is a movie called Life Force. I've never seen Life Force. Never seen. It's from 85. Mm -hmm. The thing that makes it weird is there's space vampires. Okay. <laughs> there's space vampires. You've sold Ashley. Sign me up. Who shapeshift. <laughs> like, couldn't have sold her more. But their true form is a giant humanoid bat. Maybe bigger than humans. They're like, they're huge. And it's got some of the best animatronic work. Ah. It's directed by Toby Hooper. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Into that. And who, written for by. For anyone who doesn't know. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Poltergeist, oh, yeah. Toby Hooper. And it was written by Dan O'Bannon, who wrote Alien. <gasps> oh, okay. So I'm already yeah. on board just from that alone. It's... So Dan O'Bannon was like, all right, what if Alien took place in space again, but instead of Xenomorphs, we have vampires? <laughs> <laughs> a big old bat. <laughs> it, it is kind of like now, a Now, do they come to Earth, they or does it Earth. take place on, on a spaceship? No, it, it all takes place on Earth. It's about okay. astronauts bringing uh, this alien virus to Earth. You know oh. what? I actually yeah. kind of like that. We haven't had that origin before of oh. vampires. I it's usually extremely I'm excited old. about that. Yeah. Yeah. I will I'm, absolutely watch that movie. Space vampires. Come on. Space yeah, vampires. Like, come on. You can't beat it, guys. When, when has it ever gone wrong <sighs> putting space in front of anything? Like, Jason X. He's in space. It's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, it's what we all Leprechaun, asked for. Leprechaun 5. Which one is it where he goes to space? I have oh, no idea. Uh, Hellraiser. They did it to Hellraiser, too. Hellraiser didn't he goes, goes to space. No. To space. Did Hellraiser go to space? Hellraiser went to space. And not no. only did they go to space, the friggin' spaceship was the puzzle box. <gasps> Okay. <laughs> All right, writers Wait, of the new Hellraiser. Sorry, spoiler alert. Take notes. No, okay. that's actually really creative, spoiler and I'm alert. into that. I didn't think I'd like Hellraiser in space, but I like that. But the ship like contorts and transforms at the oh, end of the film, damn. and it's the puzzle box. That's I good. Mean, I, I, I like that. We need to make it back here, guys. We meet. We need to make it back to the eight, the good, the good old days. The I, we were just talking. Uh, we just watched several Friday the Thirteenth movies because Joe's never Come actually on. seen them. So yesterday we watched two, three, and four. Nice. Um, which he had never seen. Which here's the thing about the first like six. <laughs> they're the <laughs> like same. Your statement's movie. already hilarious. Yes, they are. They are the same movie. Yeah. That no, no beats are different. I'll be honest, I don't think I've seen Beyond 5. Okay. You need to watch it when, when, like, shit start, when, Jay, when we put Jason in New York City. <laughs> Jason takes New York. When Jason's in Manhattan. I thought you were going to say. Shit gets crazy. It's going to take like six movies for you to really get into it. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need you to hold tight for 12 hold, hours. Hold tight. It's coming. Wait, wait, wait. What is the New York one called? Jason just takes like, Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. No. Yes. That makes me so glad that it sounds like it's a Mary-Kate Nashley movie. Like, yes. <laughs> And boy, does he take it. My God. My Jason and the Big Apple. Um, but yeah, it. I do. Sure I miss those days because the thing with the Friday 13th movies, like there's, yeah. you know, 10 of them. They oh gosh, all came yeah. out in like a decade. Yeah. They all were coming yeah. out back Which to back and they were so fun. You got to go, go, go. So I like this Hellraiser, you know, Friday 13th Freddy Krueger thing where yeah. it's like, we got to make a movie. We got to make it different. What do we do? Yeah. We put them in space. Put them in yeah. space. Put them in space. Why not? Yeah. And even though Why some not of go them there? are. A little ridiculous. They're so fun. You Doesn't don't even matter. care. You're like, yeah, I wanted to see 
you on a spaceship. So the next paranormal activity movie, if it doesn't take place on a fucking spacecraft, I'm not seeing it. And what are you doing? You're wasting our time. You're wasting my time. (laughs) Don't want your other garbage. Okay. They did a Dracula in space. It was called Dracula 3000. Yes, they did. Oh, it it's is really great. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. The whole I thing looks like it was, said great, it was filmed great. in a warehouse. <laughs> yeah. It stars oh, no. Hollywood like space, heartthrob right? Casper Van Dien. <laughs> Casper Van Dien, man. What can't he do? Also, was let's the not space forget. Set basically just like a kid's planetarium like project <laughs> yes. like with the little like orange hanging down to be a planet. I mean, yeah. I, I knew I was in for something really special when I saw Coolio was in the movie oh boy (laughs) usually yeah when a when a rapper enters the scene in a horror movie i'm immediately like ticket for one please (laughs) i'm going yeah i gotta see it oh it just all boils down to more horror films in space please yeah i think we're done with the episode like just take that that's it yeah that's all the time we have this week (laughs) we solved it yeah kind of going back to like after life force i mean you can't think about the 80s without thinking about fright night Mm-hmm. Oh, Fright Night. Fright Night. Night. What an amazing, God, amazing movie. And you do, it blends a little bit of that, hey, we've got some sexy vampires, but don't don't forget that underneath all that, Jerry Dandridge is a monster. Yeah. Absolute monster. Like when you see his like his like form at the end and he's got that kind of deformed face with like the offset jaw mm-hmm. and the kind of teeth shooting out of everywhere. And then Amy, look what he turned Amy into. And she's got that huge, huge smile shark with just smile. teeth everywhere. So gross. I love so it. So gross, and then, but amazing. And that, like, that bat form that he goes into, like, that four-foot bat or whatever it is. Yeah. That's just some really great, like, slimy puppet work. Yep. God, so Yeah, good. I really liked Fright Night. I'm sure other movies maybe did it before, but that was the biggest one for me where the vampire started to be charming. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it started to charm its was... way into as opposed to just being shadows and uh yeah it yeah. wasn't just the creepy like what's lurking behind the curtain it was like hi i'm here and i'm gonna hey, like I'm rope you in John. with my yeah. my looks and charm but then monster yeah as far as film goes i think that's where the vampire really starts to take the turn to sure. that kind of more seductive creature but i think inherently the vampire was always kind of meant to be seductive if you go if you look right. at it like text if you look at film there's a long time where vampires were just like the monster, the villain, kind of like just this evil entity that they could point at and be like, that's obviously the bad guy. Right. And then it started to become more like ambiguous in yeah. the 80s, in the late 80s. They started to have feelings and think about things like, do I want to be a vampire? So you, you've got this real shift in the 80s. And I think like 85, like Jerry Dandridge is kind of the beginning of it. He wasn't really so much, but you get it a little bit with like Amy because you just feel like Jerry was having a good time being a vampire. Yeah, Jerry liked being a vampire. That fucking asshole. Just walking down the stairs, eating that apple. (laughs) (laughs) Always eating that apple. Always eating an apple. That's when you know you're chill. Yeah, got to have those chompers shiny. (laughs) Love it. I love Jerry so much. But yeah, they're starting to, they are really starting to make a resurgence of vampires as these monstrous creatures in recent, recent years. I mean, let's not forget 30 Days a Night. Mm-hmm. 30 Days a Night they was legitimately yeah, scary. Like, they weren't Very so scary. much like these big monstrous things, but they were like Savage. uncaring, just monsters that ripped through a town and ate everybody. Right. They didn't even really speak. They just like snarled and screamed at each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they understood each other, but it was, I love that film so much. Me too. It's so bleak. Yeah. And it's it's, it's one of those movies where like everybody in this film is gonna die. Yeah. And it's gonna be really fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a blast. Yeah. Starring it's- Hollywood Heartthrob, Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett, Josh baby. Hartnett. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, he's a hottie. Josh Hartnett, here's the thing. Like, is he a great actor? 
no, no one would say that. We all want to look at him. But my word, like so many of the things I love so much, the faculty, 30 mm-hmm. Days of Night, uh, Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful. Yes. Yeah. Josh Hartnett has like a hand in it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, I have to I have to give him props for at least choosing things that I like. Yeah, for sure. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying the, every genre. Yeah. Said, but, yeah, he isn't, he never blows me away with his performance. And I don't know, sometimes I don't know if it's him or just like the way his face looks. Like can't be anything but calm. Yeah. Sometimes. True. Yeah. He I like don't know if he like has much. control of it. I, I think it just sits there. Separate entity. It's all it does. <laughs> those like eyes and like the brows and eyes just always kind of stay like sunken You know what? In. Those squinty eyes, you can yeah. just always tell that he's brooding. I'm just into it. It's a little pain behind those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see Layer of the White Worm? No. Layer of the White Worm is another kind of forgotten film. Mm-hmm. It deals a lot with uh, zombies. But not your traditional zombies. It's like the Haitian voodoo zombies. Oh, wow. And Cursed. there's a little bit of vampire in there, too. And he's the uh, vampire in the movie has this very, like, snake-like appearance. It's just a woman, but she wears, like, this, like, cap on her head. So her hair is, like, down to her skull. And she's got these long, like, three-inch snake fangs. Oh, wow. It's based on a story written by Bram Stoker. So another Bram ah. Stoker. Yeah, and it had... Um, what year did this come out? This came out in... 88. Oh, okay. It's an 80s movie. It's got, I can never remember his name, Pullman. Bill? Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill Pullman. We struggled to remember his name recently, too. I think we actually said Paxton instead of Pullman was like, no. It was when I was confused and I thought Christian Slater had to be dead. And we We had this whole thing like, why? Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. yep. It was a whole thing. I, I'm more curious about why you thought Christian Slater was I don't know. Dead. That is thing. exactly what I said. I, I like, saw him in no an sense. ad for something, and I was like, didn't he die? And everyone was like, no. Was and I was Dr. like, Death? why do I think it was Dr. Yeah. Death? I was like, why did I think Christian Slater was dead? And then I started thinking, like, you know who I always get mixed up? Christian Slater, Bill Paxton, and Dirty Patrick Dancing, Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Not really? that I get them mixed up, but sometimes I get their roles mixed up. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, was was um, Paxton in that or was that Swayze? You know what I mean? And Christian <laughs> Slater always like, gets, what? like, thrown into that. And those two, RIP, love you both. They're yeah, dead. I didn't so... find out until very recently that Bill yeah, Paxton was so dead. Sorry. I don't know how I missed yeah. that I'm so news sorry, story. Lauren. RIP. So, what, Layer of the White Worm? Layer of the White Worm. I've what never a, even yeah. heard of Jeez. that. Yeah, look it up. It's, it's real... Um, it's real, like, cerebral. It'll get in your head. It's more um, psychological. And That's my shit. there's, like, people being buried alive. Oh, Ooh. hell yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy That's film. That's Okay. Yeah, so it, it touches on a little bit of vampire stuff, but it's more like Haitian voodoo zombies. Okay. But it's, I love it. But Here I thought, it, you know, I'd throw it in because it's another work of Stoker, and you get a little bit of vampire in there as well. And then there's a series of films. There are five of them from the 90s. They are absolute garbage. And I love them to death. <laughs> if anybody listening has not heard of subspecies, subspecies, do yourself a favor. <laughs> Watch subspecies one, two, three, the spinoff vampire journals, and then four. Oh my god. <laughs> uh-huh. I love that you have it specifically spelled out how we have to do it. I'm ready. It's well it the, the main character is Prince Radu. Okay. Radu was also the name of Vlad Tepish's brother. They don't make that connection in this film. Okay. But I love him so much. He is 
He's kind of that Nosferatu type of vampire, except he's got this long, stringy hair. He's got those fingies I love. Love the fingies. And he's got four fangs, the two in the front, then the ones next to them are the long ones. Mm. And they're super long, and he is always dripping blood out of his mouth, and it's black. It Ugh. just looks like he's dripping ink out of his mouth, and he Ew. he talks in a whisper like this the whole time. It's so good. Now, is it one of those things where it's like the first one's really good, and then the rest are trash, or are they just they are right garbage from the, from the start? Okay. I love it. And they're, they're I love never that for good. Them. I feel like that's better. Have you ever heard of Full Moon, the production company Full yeah, Moon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes like a puppet master all those uh-huh. I it's a full the... it's a full moon production okay uh-huh. so that kind of tells you what you're getting into i was gonna say right. full I'm moon really it, was like we have a budget of eight dollars what can we do yeah. <laughs> what can we make with we this? spend all our money getting all the actors over to romania right. what else can we do <laughs> but there's some great almost harry hausen-esque stop motion in a couple Ooh. of these movies okay. because when radu is trapped he breaks off a finger drops it on the ground and it turns into a little stop motion red demon that comes and helps him. Oh. Yeah. It's so a little good. finger demon assistant. Yeah. Little, right. and it, at one point there are several finger demons. Oh boy. Yeah, it's right. so good. I'm into this. Yeah, and he's got a brother that looks human. Ugh, there's a love triangle. You got to watch these movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, here for the drama. They are so the good. The romance. <laughs> Full on garbage and then they replace the main actress in the second movie and pretend like it never happened. Ooh, <laughs> very it's back so to the future. Do that. Yeah. But it's not even like a subtle change. The it's character stressed. is Michelle in the first movie. She's this American girl who's traveled to Romania to learn abroad and, you know, falls over vampires. Age old story. Yeah. Um, and But it's this American actress, short hair, brunette, second movie, Michelle comes back. The movie takes place, second movie takes place immediately after the first movie. She has super long, wavy brown hair. I'm well, like, what did she grow? How do we? Hello? How do we? We couldn't what? have even tried to match the hair. You, know, you couldn't gentlemen? just give her I was a haircut. Say, get a wig, like, anything. Yeah. I say, gentlemen, because you know a woman was not in charge of that no, decision. No, no, no. no, no. They Men were like, that's they not the same attention. hair. <laughs> I thought that was the same hair. Put her on something low cut. They'll never notice. <laughs> yeah. Put her boobs <laughs> out. Some cleave. You're fine. Stick her boobs out. We'll be fine. But it's so it's so good. I love that. But then, mo- kind of moving away from like the uh, the eighties, nineties. You are kind of getting that resurgence I keep talking about. Like, it started a little bit with From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. That movie is full of great effects and just monstrous vampires. Are they snake people? What are they? We don't know. Yeah. I I love it. They got scales. It's just, it's so good. It was, I like seeing vampires as villains, not these kind of like lovelorn, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there's something, there's something to be said about that, but like. I want to. I want a vampire that's just going to walk up and rip your throat out. Yeah, yep. I want to be. A, those I are the more be, fun I wanna, movies. I want to be a scared. So good. <laughs> I want to be a scared. I want to be scared of them. <laughs> and then just Ooh. a few years after that, you have another movie that I love. That I think a lot of people don't. Is it the Forsaken? Like oh no, it's not the Forsaken. But the, <laughs> but I will say the Forsaken has a great uh, vampire origin story. If you, oh yeah 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 yeah, it's so good. It's like a. There were there were like thirteen fallen angels that became like the knights of hell or the first vampires. Yeah, so good. I mean, very yeah. demon knight of them. But also, I really liked in the Forsaken how you could suppress it. There was a guy who had pills, like he had been bitten, he had been attacked, and he knew that he had to kill the vampire that bit him to break the curse on him. Ah. But he also had a connection with a guy who was selling him pills that he could take to suppress his 
vampirism. So he wouldn't so again, have the thirst. So again, it's the, the idea of this disease, mm-hmm. which yeah. for anyone listening who doesn't know, that idea um, especially exploded in the 80s yeah. when we had the AIDS epidemic. Right. You, you think about like the vampire movies of the 80s and how it really was, in uh, the early 90s, really was focused on the fact that this was a transmittable mm-hmm. disease and almost a sexually transmitted disease because a lot of the vampires around that time started shifting into like sexual beings <laughs> right? as opposed to just bloodthirsty monsters. Yeah. That just are, yeah, out for blood, want to attack everybody. Yeah, yeah. Then it became more of, oh, this story. Well, I need, I need to have a lover and blah, blah, blah. This episode is brought to you by Liquid Death. Just when you thought water couldn't get any cooler, it fucking did. Want to look like you're drinking a beer in church? Well, now you can, because these tall boys look just like a can of your favorite brewery's ale, but it's actually just mountain spring water from the Alps. I love it. Why is it called liquid death, you may ask? Because it will brutally murder your thirst and fight back against plastic pollution to save the world. Their recyclable tall boy cans are helping bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of their profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. The more companies we can support to fight against plastic pollution, the better. Also, drinking ice cold water from a can is just better. It really it's is more better. refreshing. Always <laughs> so <choice>. refreshing. <laughs> so cool. And I fucking dare someone to pull me over while I'm drinking my delicious liquid death mountain water. Joke's on you. Joke's on you, sucker. Get free shipping on all water and merch. Yes, they also have cool merch at liquiddeath.com slash keepitweird. That's right. If you use liquiddeath.com slash keepitweird, you can get free shipping. Or if you sell your soul like us, you can follow that link and join Liquid Death's Country Club. If you do and purchase two or more cases, you'll receive a free t-shirt and their t-shirts are totally badass. Sell your soul! You can also find Liquid Death at Whole Foods and 7-Eleven. Well, do you want to tell us about when when the shift happened? Well, I think Lost Boys was a little bit of the shift. That's where we had talked about that before, where I think, when was that? That was like... I don't have the exact year. It was 87. I was going to say, Billy will know. It was 87 or 88. <laughs> yeah. It was 87. It came out the same year as Near Dark. So but, I'm just saying, yeah, that's why like, nobody was, knows about Near Dark. It was late 80s when things started to shift. And it was like that. I think Lost Boys was kind of the first to be like, hey, like you can be a vampire and like cool. a cool high school kid. Yeah. <laughs> like you can have the cool outfit you and can be like have kind of all. a badass. Yeah. So that kind of started the trope of like, you can be this really cool, everybody wants to be me type guy. And it also brought in like the high school trope which we saw later with like Buffy which it kind of made it more yeah. like fun I don't which know which I think Buffy even kind of borrowed a little bit of the look from Lost Boys when oh, the vampires turn thousand percent same, same look same Ex- furrowed exactly, brow yeah. I think that was absolutely the inspiration because then the movie the Buffy movie was 1992 <laughs> it was whatever the it was before the 
It was before TV the show. show, which yeah. I didn't yeah. know. And I had yeah. seen, I never watched the TV show. I have watched yeah, episodes same. here and there. I didn't like watch it all It wasn't something that. I could ever get into, but I fucking love the movie. The movie is so I great. The movie's great. I've just rewatched it recently. I love that film. It's great. Yeah. The movie is great. Start and a lot of people Rutger don't know. Howard. They think it was a show that then they just like made a movie because mm-hmm. everyone loved it. But movie was first. I think it's 92. And then the TV show came out later. But it kind of, that idea of like, you can be the cool kid and the vampire and then you can also be a badass who beats up vampires and is also a cheerleader which (laughs) made it very fun (laughs) well and i'm wondering okay so fright night what year was fright night 88 fright night was 85 85 okay That also has that, like, look. A little bit of sexiness, yeah. But more monster. More more, More monster. Yeah, I was going to say sexiness. It was more, like, it was more charm. Like seduction. It was, like, being able to, like. I'll pull you in. A lot of seduction, especially in that club scene. Okay, yeah, the club scene was very seductive. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking, before that, was there a film that brought it into a younger person's life? Because before, most vampire movies, it was all adults. Right. Yeah. For me, I thought it was Lost Boys was the first time it was like, high school? Is that yeah. not true? Or Fright oh, Night? Well, I'm just thinking Fright Night because like they're, you know, the, the lead is a high school student. Right. But but yeah, to bring vampires into- It was always like an old, even like person's. an older person. I, like it wasn't even just like, oh yeah, he's probably like 35. It was like an no, old like man. An adult. Yes. Yeah. You so think I, about your like Van Helsings and things like that where these guys are right. like in their 60s. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we so really started to bring it into lot, a younger person. And when you think about what's happening to younger people, like teenagers and the amount of horniness, uh-huh. uncontrollable It's the raging horniness. hormones. And then on top of it, if you're also thirsty for blood, well, yeah. I mean, there's think a about lot it. going on there. A teenager who is just like super hormonal is like just a monster. Seriously. You know? like, <laughs> That's why I love the werewolf trope so much yeah. because you you know growing hair when you don't like for the first time sweating right. more than usual and like literally especially even just like at school. Like that's right. the most mortifying place to do it. You totally. have acne for the first time, you smell for the first time, right. hair and it's just like this literal transformation that's happening and you're like I would give anything to not have this happening to my body. Right, for the world to see all of it. I know. Yeah, that was kind of where the twist happened of showing us, like, there can be a modern young vampire, I feel like. But then one of the biggest vampire movies came out in 1994, shortly after the Buffy movie that was just totally different. Because you would think after Lost Boys and Buffy kind of back to back, it's like, oh, so we're just going to kind of go on this cool teen thing. But then they're like, no, we're going to do more of a period piece again, but with two of the hottest men you've ever seen in your life, an interview with the vampire in 1994. And what is it? Is it interview with? The vampire. The vampire. <laughs> did I say uh? No, I was just like oh. reiterating because so many I was people like, oh say my interview God, did with I the say vampire. The wrong word? With interview with the vampire. vampire. Yeah. It's the vampire. Yeah, there's a, a lot of people say a vampire. It's almost like yeah. sex in the city, sex and the city. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. And that people say that's like Mandela effect. And I'm like, no, no, no you, you just, just don't incorrect. know things. <laughs> you're not a true no, fan of the show. You don't know Carrie Bradshaw like I do. Um, no, interview with the vampire. Um, This is where we see, I mean, a huge shift, because I think a lot of tropes came out of this movie. It's also just an amazing movie, but it's not a horror movie. I mean, there's... There's scary moments right. and like dark moments, but it's it's a drama piece. Especially it's, later on when Lestat is, is cr- like falling apart yeah. and the worst and so it's scary. So scary. Even yeah. though he is like just physically attractive, mm-hmm. he falls into that monster category for me because he just oh absolutely did not care about anything yeah, he's except just for kind of a piece feeding. of shit. Yeah. yeah. 
For sure. I, yeah, I was going to go into a little bit in case people haven't seen it. Cause I feel like I've met a ton of people recently who are like, I actually never saw that, which again, wow, because it's it, not guys. like a horror movie. Maybe yeah. that's why people don't it's put it on drama. the list, but gosh, it's good. So it's from author Anne Rice. She wrote the novel in 1976 and then wrote the screenplay to be released in the 90s. And it kind of got rid of this like pure monster idea we have. Yes, I think Tom Cruise's character absolutely had monster qualities, but this was the first time we saw like, a really beautiful, beautiful. vampire with yeah. the perfect skin and the shiny hair and that like immortality. Like that was the biggest. And thing they didn't where, transform. No, no. into they didn't monsters. Trans- there wasn't a bat. There mm-hmm. wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't really shape shifting. It was just like, oh, I now have my forever youthful glow, and I'm going to be this stunning porcelain king. <laughs> So this kind of changed the classic idea. And this is where we come into like sexy vamps that make us feel some sort of way. So Tom Cruise is, is it Lestat? It is Lestat, right? Yeah. Lestat de Leoncourt. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's like DuPont. How is Brad Pitt's last name? It's like Le DuPont Duloc or something. (laughs) Louis Le DuPont Duloc. Louis Louis Le DuPont Duloc. I never know how to say it. But he's from (laughs) Louisiana and he's walking along one night and Lestat basically comes and is like, I'm going to turn you into a vampire and take your worries away because you're a hottie bobody. Yeah. Brad Pitt is miserable. He just lost his wife and child and is like, I don't want to live anymore. Tom Cruise is like, join the vamps. It's a fun time. So he changes him into a vampire and the whole movie is kind of following their adventures together. And this is when we learn the vampire trope of a tortured vampire who doesn't want to be a vampire, which was also a huge thing. Tom Cruise loves being a vamp. He loves being a monster. He loves taking advantage of this power that he has. Like he knows he can take anyone kind of whenever he wants and live forever and he likes it. Brad Pitt becomes a vampire and is immediately like, I don't want to kill humans. Is this really how I have to be? He can't deal with the cravings, with the thirst. He's miserable. And this is the first time it's like we see someone wanting to be kind to the humans and not take advantage of being a monster. So he starts drinking animal blood and he's like, I can just be a vegetarian. It's fine. Oh, we also get a young Kirsten Dunst. I was going to say, we also get our first, that I know of, child vampire. Child vampire. Kirsten Dunst gets turned. I'm looking at Billy like, Sorry, Ashley. Right. Oh, no. I'm going to refer back to Near Dark. Oh. <sighs> Near Homer. Dark does have a yeah. child vampire. Yeah. And he <laughs> should is know, and that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, he's basically <laughs> what... I assume Kirsten Dunst's character would be in like a hundred years. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? After she's been a vampire for so much time. Because he is a child, but he talks his dialogue. He acts like a 40-year-old dude. Yeah. And it's hilarious. He that. curses, he spits, he smokes. He like so Yeah, but he's a literal child. You and are yeah, so seeing right. a child do it is just the best. It makes it that much better. Yeah, she is a 10-year-old girl that gets turned into a vampire. It's a whole situation. We're not going to go over the whole movie with you. But she kind of goes under their wing and Brad Pitt almost like – is becomes a father figure to her and is like, I love you like a daughter, but then... She was like, but course. I want to fuck you. Yeah, but I'm actually in love <laughs> with you. Um, and then Tom Cruise, as per usual, is like, I'm just going to train you to be as much of a monster as me. Let's go. Let's become assassins together. So, again, this whole movie, we just have these, like, polar opposite vampires, which also becomes a trope. We started to see it True. more in TV shows where there's, like, these two 
vampires, like sometimes they're brothers, other times they're just best friends, or in their case, they just like kind of happened upon each other. But it's these, one is the tortured, I don't want to be a vampire guy, I'm going to try and do good for the world. And the other one is like, dude, let's party, let's fuck, let's go. And we see it in a really cheesy, terrible show that I, of course, watched called The Vampire Diaries that was on the CW. <laughs> the Salvatore brothers, they had Damon Salvatore was the partier and Stefan was the romantic and didn't want to hurt anybody and dated a human, blah, blah, blah. We sort of see it in True Blood, too, with... What's Bill. the toast? Bill and yeah, you see Eric. With Bill and Eric, yeah. Bill and yeah. Eric, yeah. They also have that going. And That's true. Yeah. So I feel like that one comes up a little more. As I was saying that out loud, I'm like, oh my gosh, that trope is everywhere. You get that a little bit from uh, Spike and Angel as well. Oh my Spike god. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spike and Angel from Buffy. I it's feel everywhere. Like we got a whole new group of tropes. Once we started making movies in which there were several vampires in the right. film, because for a long time it was always like a town is being stalked by a the vampire. vampire yeah. There the is vampire. a vampire. There's <laughs> right. the vampire. Even in, uh, I mean, even in like Fright Night, obviously more vampires end oh. up showing up, but it really is sort of there is one villain right. in the movie. So when like in the 80s and 90s, when we started having like groups of them, especially when we started learning about like. What do they call them? Not covens. They a do nest. call them covens, a don't nest. they? A nest. They call yeah. it, well, some, some, some do. And some certain, do. like, yeah. I guess it depends yeah. on which vampire world you're in. But yeah. um, True Blood especially, they call yes. them nests yeah. because vampires are communal, I guess, sure. creatures like yeah. bats. Right. Like bats yeah. that hang together in a cave. Well, and that's why, like, you can't blame Tom Cruise. Like, yes, he's choosing to live a certain way and he looks like a monster to Brad Pitt's character. But it's like, <laughs> he did want to do it together. Yeah. Like, he was trying to be in community with this guy. But like, join like, me. Fighting against nature. I, yeah. I'll give a little bit of pushback on that one, though. Just because <gasps> oh. I think, sorry, hot take. Hot take. Uh, <laughs> Tell us. I think, that, I think that Lestat is just a true, just villain from the get-go. I don't think he wants that sort of community from louis at all i think yeah. he wants it a little bit with claudia because he wants his yes. successor he is a, a vampire in the truest form because all he was trying to do with louis was suck his like essence like his whole life he wanted to be a nobleman he wanted mm -hmm. the money the house he wanted the prestige that louis had he didn't care about louis he just wanted I mean, Louis's station in life so he wanted his stuff yeah that he is wanted to go to fancy true. parties I felt like, parties. I mean, yes, 100%. There were a couple of times you would see, I mean, I say a human moment when he wasn't a human, but there were a couple, there were yeah. some layers to Lestat. But you yeah. see it more with like Claudia, yeah. At, yeah, Claudia brings out that soft side of him, but you're correct that for the most part, to Louis especially, he was just like, fuck this guy, but. It's really, it's hard for me to discern sometimes though too because I love the book so much mm -hmm. and he is so much uh, there's so much more to him in the books. That's you do I get heard. a lot of it from the books also. Yeah. And something that Anne Rice brought in that I love speaking of like these sexy vampires is sex and gender m meant nothing to her vampires. Yeah. Even in the seventies when she was writing about it, there's a brief moment in the film where Louis falls in love with Armand mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know, they have a, a like a, a brief thing where you can tell they love each other, but it's not meant to be yeah, like another like spurned relationship in the book. They spend 300 years together. Oh my Whoa. God. And they, they live as a couple for 300 years until Armand gets bored. Mm -hmm. And just and moves along. Move yeah. Because honestly, it was 300 years. Yeah. You know that's I mean? a long time. That's a long that fucking time. That is so long to be with one person. You're going to get <laughs> sick of them, I tell you. Not what. Gonna happen. Armand Antonio Banderas, for anyone who doesn't know, there's mm -hmm. more 
attractive people. Also, we mentioned Christian Slater earlier. Christian he Slater's is the it. reporter. Also, yeah. So yeah, the whole narrative of this movie is framed with this interview in modern times. Like in that we're in the 90s when we start and Louis is being interviewed by a, report, a reporter from San Francisco because Louis is like, sup, I'm a vampire. Christian Let me Slater's tell you about like, my life. Uh, what? Tell You're me. You're a who is he what? And so then he tells him his whole story of how he's with... With Tom Cruise. So there's just lots of sexy men. Now, before Anne Rice, Dracula, he was all about the ladies, right? Dracula was, he was all, he was all about a lady. A lot of ladies he just wanted control over. Right, okay. That was his, his was big thing, thing, yeah. I just assume Anne Rice was the first to kind of do it. But I mean, that's sort of, that's carried on as well, where vampires are very sexual creatures and... Oh, yeah. They don't seem to have much of an orientation yeah. when it comes well, to Anne sexuality. Rice said the reason she wrote that way is because she was struggling with her own gender identity. Oh. So she said her writing was reflected reflective of her. And also the character of Claudia was written after her daughter who had passed from leukemia at a really young age. And she Shit. said that like writing this story was her way of processing her grief. That's and that cathartic. like all of the like i mean you even look at louis character how do you carry on when your whole life is shattered like he lost his whole world and basically the whole movie his symbolism is like what is the meaning of life what is this all for why am i even doing this and i think that was absolutely her and what ann rice was going through and so yeah her that's what i think is great about the books is that it's all what was going on inside coming mm -hmm. out in the writing and it makes for a really cool vampire yeah. story it makes yeah. for really good writing too when people yes. channel that sort of pain my gosh. You know, and yeah, just, when they channel their own, you know, she's obviously has no experience being a vampire, but she yeah. has an experience with losing a child yes. and feeling isolated. Apart and, yeah. like, and saying, like, I have no idea what this life is for. Like, I am Louis searching for it. And yeah, she said it was very important to her to have characters that transcend, like, that go beyond gender. She never wanted that to be, like, so set in stone. And even said a little fun fact that at one point she wanted to write Louis as a female because she was worried that Hollywood was going to be too homophobic and shut down the project. And she thought, hey, the project is too important to me if they need this to be a woman so that nobody's worried about a possible gay relationship. I will make it a woman. And someone they were considering was Cher, which I loved. What? <laughs> wow. Like, I'm so happy the movie was the way it was and that it was Louis and like it was all supposed to be how it was supposed to be. But if that character if had been a female, I want no it. one but Cher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I could visit like, so an good. alternate dimension where that yeah, movie was made movie with Cher, I would I watch the hell out of that. I would love that. And also Cher feels like a person that is kind of like, I don't care a about gender vampire. either and I'll do oh, whatever yeah, the hell you. I want. Like, so I'm like, you couldn't have picked a better person. Yeah. So I just, I loved that fun fact. I thought that was really cool. Recently, we lost legendary comedian Norm MacDonald. Oh. And I went back and I was watching oh, yeah. some Norm MacDonald clips of Weekend Update, and I watched his review of Interview with a Vampire. Uh -huh. His interview with the Vampire Review is not gay enough. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, same. Gay. Like yeah. I wanted, I wanted. There's so many times in that movie where I'm like, we just fuck already, I know. and they never show me. They're even though, so though they again, even though Tom Cruise it was like horrific, I wanted them to have sex. I yeah, wanted them course. to be together. I wanted him and Armand to get together. I wanted all of it. Yeah, that's, that's my ship, Zarmond and Louis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. There's More of that. so many. I think the just... angry sex of the other two could have been fun, <laughs> but we'll see. Are you about to talk about some shit you can find on the internet that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to be no, like, no, no, there's no, no. so many. I'm sure there's fan, fan art. fiction. I'm sure there's like fan, fan art, fan fiction. I just love the the kind of intense, like tender 
stairs between Louie and Armand. Beautiful. It's just like, and that's the thing I think I love about that movie. There's some great like act, action pieces, some good gore, but it's just it's a kind of a quiet mm-hmm. vampire film. I, I appreciate that. I, yeah, I appreciate those moments of reflection where you kind of find out about the vampire. Right. And don't get me wrong, I love the flashy like. 80s Lost Boys stuff. There's no wrong answer for vampire no, films. Yeah, really They're all just different. Yeah. It's a beautiful movie and everyone is so good in it. Like Anne Rice even was, she was mad that Tom Cruise got the part. She didn't want him to be in the main role at all. But then after watching it, she had to call him up and apologize and was like, you were perfect. Like you took yeah. exactly sorry, what I, I envisioned you. off the pages. I'm so sorry. Um, so that was really cool. And also, one more fact. This one's a little more sad than fun. But River Phoenix was originally oh, meant yeah. to play Daniel Malloy, the reporter. Aww. But he died just four weeks before filming began. So Christian Slater was put into the part instead. And Slater donated his entire salary to Phoenix's favorite charities. He didn't wow. take a penny for it, which I thought was great. That is very sweet. Yeah. So, Interview with the Vampire, guys. That one kind of changed the game. I mean, Anne Rice, I think, really changed the game with her ideas. But then we get a little later into the 90s. We obviously get Blade. We talked about Blade a ton on the last episode. But you have to bring it up because (laughs) that was just such a cool movie because, you know, we're seeing the evil. Like, obviously, there's the horror and the action of that movie that's so fun. But also, we get the first, like, really... Like a guy with swag to kind of what? come in there. And I know Deacon he's based Frost? on a Marvel character. Yes, oh, wait, is. are you talking about Blade or Deacon Frost? Blade. Blade. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you were talking about Wesley Snapes or if you were talking about Snapes. Wesley Snapes. <laughs> Wesley Snapes. Snape came in. Oh, my gosh. There should be like a Severus Harry Snape crossover. <laughs> Let's do it. I didn't um, know if you were talking about Wesley Snipes or if you were talking about... Um, yeah, he just has swag. And I'm also like... We brought a man of color in. Finally, it's been like the most whitewashed. That's true. It has been many vampire movies white. have been very whitewashed. So unless you count Blackula, Blackula. Well, unless you count Blackula. that was in the seventies. Seventies. Right? Yeah. If you haven't seen Blackula, it is such a riot. One. It's so fun. Uh, Ganja and Hess, which I... is a vampire movie. I don't have my phone from the seventies, and it's t- uh, two people of color. It's a black man and a black woman, ah. and it's very sensual. Okay, but it's very good. Saucy vamp, <laughs> and no one seems to have seen it, but it is nope. on HBO Max right now. So, okay, so yeah, watch I'm Ganja. Wrong. There Hess. were people of color in the movies. I just did not. But Blade hear of that was one. the first like mainstream. Well, sure. everyone, everyone knows saw. about Blade. Well, yeah. Then also, I mean, Blade was awesome. A very very great movie that again we've talked about way too much on the show but <laughs> just a few years later then we besides you know getting some more people of color in the movies then we get some lgbtq representation with i know this isn't a movie i just want to mention it true blood mm-hmm. and i feel like again because of Anne rice being more progressive and opening up the way that she did i think it made other people feel safe to bring their shows out And finally, we get, like, this vampire show that gets to go on HBO so they can do whatever the hell they want. So it's very sexy, very gross, all the things. People were stoked on it because there's so much representation there. And even people believe, like, the metaphor of the show of, like, coming out of the coffin, having to come out to all the humans is, like, is coming out. Just, like, the way the vampires were treated. You know, God hates fangs is on, like, a sign in the South. And and it's just very much so... An allegory of what it felt like to try to be come out in the south, and yeah, try and come out <laughs> in the south, or just like in general, you know, sure. they have the very obvious Republican conservative talking points on TV about yep. 
what we should do about this problem. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, to be fair, vampires were a little bit of a problem in True Blood. <laughs> it's not like they weren't. No, not of course. Yeah, they weren't. Some, <laughs> yeah. some people were trying to drink but, the synthetic blood, but yeah, some people were yeah. not. But yeah, I liked that allegory a lot. I know. Yeah. It just felt like things were really starting to progress and we kept seeing these new twists on vampires and we really started seeing that in the 80s and 90s. But then I have to talk right, about it. Here we go. Because it's a thing. Here then comes go. Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie, thanks for this was going to happen. We, like, we have to. We have to talk about it. Meyer took the idea of the beautiful vampire that we were starting to see more and more with the perfect skin and forever young, but turned it into a young adult romance that basically has zero horror involved in it and is for teenagers. So A young adult Mormon? Yep. Yeah. Romance? <laughs> the Mormon audience, basically. Which I get what she was trying to do. You're trying to reach a wider audience and she was trying to ride on the wave of Harry Potter. Like she saw what was happening with that. And Absolutely. she's like, oh, I can do this with the youth. So like, girl, I get it. Get your paycheck. Hell yeah. I'm she not knew mad what at she her was for doing. making the money. Just like, oh, I I'm mad like, at her hate for that bringing this, has this to be. into my life. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just sad that it's vampires because like this isn't what they're supposed to be. But, you know, I'll give her a little bit of credit. And I don't – this might be unintentional credit, but there is – uh, I believe it's a Hungarian lore about vampires reflecting light from their skin. That would sparkle. Oh, that would eh, not so much sparkle. Just, right. just, <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> just, I don't think the term sparkle was ever used. But there, there is like glitter. An old, <laughs> they're glittery, and I hated the sound. Yeah. Sorry, I, every time they like, on twinkle, 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 twinkle. <laughs> yeah, I hated it so much. But there is old lore about. Vampire skin reflecting sunlight. Okay, so, so she wasn't like horribly so off. Yeah. yeah, and I did like that idea of like not necessarily bursting Burning into up. flame, but I you also can't be in the sun because yeah, it was you'll like be... that twist on we can't yeah. go into the sun yeah. not because we're going to light on fire, but oh, then they'll see. Also, a they lot see of my the, glitter. A lot of the vampires being killed by sunlight was created by Murnau, who did Nosferatu. Oh. They never once say Dracula can be destroyed by sunlight in the novel. Really? Yeah. What? That was all in. Yeah. That's a good modern fun thing. fact. Yeah. I would have assumed so that was a Dracula. That was thing. that was created by was... a director. Now we know. So I like the. I know a lot of people are kind of people who really like horror don't like their vampires in the daylight, but I mean, <laughs> really, I mean, there's if you go back to like old vampire fiction, there's nothing that says the sun kills them. Yeah. Right? And then it's it just kind of became, it's one of those things that kind of we talked about before, like with garlic and all those things we talked about on the, the last vampire show. It's like, it became a thing and it just became ingrained in vampires. Yeah. Right. And now when you think about vampires, what's the only way to kill a vampire? Sunlight. Yeah. Right. Like, garlic. That is true. Yeah. And the garlic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw like a meme or something recently about how vampires can't be around like, you know, crucifixes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but vampire lore goes back further than Christianity and way further than the time that Christ died on the cross. So it's like they what, didn't know what a cross all of a sudden, was. <laughs> all of a sudden, they were like, ouch, ah, ouch. What the fuck? What happened? What is this? What happened? <laughs> this wooden thing? What is that? Like, I'm sure it's it's also another movie that's not great on the tomato meter. Right. Oh, is, gosh, uh, yeah. Dracula 2000. Uh-huh. <laughs> well. I, you know what, though? You know what? Well, now I have no, to look it up. No, it, does it does it for me. Please tell us. For what me, though, is. I'm always drawn to vampire films that can introduce something new. Yeah, to absolutely. the genre. Yes, um, and or you can do something or spin old mythology into something new. And I, the reason I love and will fight anybody 
right now <laughs> about Dracula 2000 is his origin. Dracula's origin in that movie is that he was Judas Iscariot. And he got cursed by God for ah, betraying Jesus. Yeah. That's why he doesn't like silver. That's why he doesn't like crosses. So Dang. it's yeah. And, so it began yeah. with at the same time as Christ. The betrayal. Yeah. And, and then, also wow. Ooh, that's yeah, fun. In the beginning of that movie, they heavily indicate that he was also Jack the Ripper. So that's fun. Yeah. I, I always I'm love all that. about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, the movie might be like mildly garbage, but it's got a great origin for Dracula and the whole thing takes place in New Orleans, so I have to love it. Like yeah. What's the tomato yeah. meter? I wanted you guys to guess first. Oh, oh okay. 30, 5. Uh, 53. 17. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> we were both being we very were, generous. The audience score generous. is 39. So that's nothing but there the critic. Maybe that's the critic, what I was thinking 17%. Of. <laughs> I was obviously not People thinking clearly. People are mean to vampire <laughs> People are mean to vampire movies, you guys. Talking about people of color and great new things to do with vampires. Mm -hmm. There's a great film out right now. just came out. It's an Amazon exclusive from Blumhouse called Black is Night. Also takes place in New Orleans. Awesome. Mostly black cast. There's a queer character. Love okay. it. And it's, it's just a fantastic film. And the vampires started in Haiti. And most of the... Nice. There are white vampires. You never see them in the film. They only talk about them. But... There are black vampires, and the darker, the better, the more melanin they have in the skin, the the, be the better they can resist the sun. What? Oh, that's wow. Yeah. See? And I was like, that that's is a fascinating. Cool this is what more. we yeah. need. Yes. Yeah. And I think that is amazing. Like, the movie was pretty good. And then when you hit me with that lore, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. World building in general in, yeah. a, in a movie is, it's so it important. can make or break it. Absolutely. But especially if you're doing something like vampires that we've seen so many times. We've seen scary vampires. Yeah. We've How seen loving vam vampires. Yeah, we've seen teenage vampires. Yeah. Right. We've seen vampires in space. <laughs> Actually, we haven't. Get on it. <laughs> um, so like to be able to surprise me at this point with vampires, A+. plus. I agree. And I think that is part of the issue that I have with Twilight. Well, one of the many. I was going to say, that's, <laughs> that's the issue? Is, yeah, that, like, first of all, Renesmee. the horror was totally taken out of it, and it was just made to, like, turn into romance. But also that, like, nothing really changed. Again, it's it's a tortured vampire. We're seeing the whole Cullen family, not just even Edward, like, the love interest. The whole The whole vampire family that he lives with, they're all... The tortured souls who want to be kind to humans and don't actually drink human blood and find other ways to quench their thirst, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that before. There's also some evil vampires, so there's always yeah, a little bit of the war. Yeah, have you ever seen vampires playing baseball? That's true. I do like yeah. that scene, mostly because they use Muse as the, as the band playing and the over CGI it. And the CGI is... Those special effects, so good. they look so real. <laughs> we love it. I often think to myself, if I became a vampire... What is the first thing I do? Play baseball. Play, Play baseball. baseball. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool how fast they could run into the woods to get the ball, and that would be a fun feeling <laughs> when it's like, I got you out even though you hit it 30 miles that way. <laughs> but no, it's it has a lot of struggles. I guess a cool thing out of it is the director was Catherine Hardwick. Mm -hmm. um, so a female director is always a good thing. And the first Twilight movie made more money in its opening weekend than any other film directed by a woman. Wow. So I wow. thought that was very cool. Like, again, they knew what they were doing. They knew how to make the money. It made so much money. We were introduced to Rob Pattinson, which just became like the biggest heartthrob. Which, thank you for that. I will say he's that. actually an incredible actor. Like, I'm happy that this yeah. is Very what excited got him for his in. Batman. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. that. He's kind of like Pat an exquisite weirdo. Like, yeah, you know, 
He's like, I mean, he's known as like this heartthrob, but he's kind of a weird guy. He's very weird. Who's like super low energy and doesn't really want to show up for anything. And I can get behind that. Yes. (laughs) I know. I'm actually about it. (laughs) But again, didn't turn into a bat. These were just sexy humans who had perfect skin and beautiful eyes. So she obviously built on that trope, gave us the sexy Edward Cullen, gave us him falling in love with a human girl and having that, you know, whole love story where he's like, I don't want to get too aggressive and attack you, blah, blah, blah. But then she finally becomes a vampire at the end of the series and they get to be happy. So it's great. But Stephanie, I just... Can't forgive just you. not into it. But I did want to draw that connection. You mentioned, like, Mormons. That is, like, the one thing you can talk about. Are there themes behind it? So... Meyer does have some dangerous vampires. Like I said, there's like the bad guys. There's the people Volturi, who are like, yeah, the Volturi. The well, they're like the, like the Catholic church, basically. That's what I feel like they represent. They just seem like the high priests looking over everything. But then there's those guys who interrupt the baseball game to come find Thought Bella. That was and the they're Volturi. like, why are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Why would you know? Why would you know about the Twilight details? <laughs> No, then all the bad guys were rogue vampires who like hate the Cullen family because they're like, why do you protect humans? You're so dumb. So she has her evil people and they, you know, they're preying on all of the humans. But the Cullen family seem to be like the Mormons of the story. The Volturi, on the other hand, they're the ancient vampires in Italy who like lead everything and police the vampires. They're watching everyone, making sure they're following the rules. So they seem more like they're the Roman Catholic Church who Joseph Smith and his Mormon church, like, hated all of that. So Uh it also is sort of like, I see why the Cullens would want to go do their own thing. Carlisle Cullen, the patriarch of the family, was said to be born in the 1660s, the same period when historic Mormonism started in Europe. He became a vampire when he was bitten but not killed by a very weak vampire, and his choice was to turn away from vampirism to eat animal rather than human food, turns his eyes gold instead of red, and over the next two centuries, he decides to become a doctor to save humans instead of killing them. And this, like, whole timeline, if you, like, really dig into it, which somebody did, matches up with, like, kind of the way that the Mormon church was formed. Wow. And him taking up the medical practice in the 1840s at the same time as Joseph Smith's restoration of the gospel in America. And then he went to so it does kind of add up. And Stephanie Meyer was extremely Mormon. And that's mm-hmm. also why I think her story comes off a little more conservative and that bothered people because it's vampires. But again, she just wanted teens with raging hormones to read a romance novel and get and boy did I and excited. And yeah. boy did I. Yeah, I read the books. I can't even lie. I read like, the I, books. I gave her the money. Yeah. And I loved I it. And I got the, the tingles when Edward and Bella had romantic moments. So oh, it yeah. worked. I did see all of the films. I did too. Uh, I my sister loved those films, so I went with her dutifully to watch them. But I mean, it's like it's vampires. I gotta watch it. Yeah, yep. of course. One yeah. of these, one it's of these is, is bound to be good, right? I did get excited when I found out the third one was directed by David Slade, who okay. did Thirty Days a Night, mm. and I was like, "Here we go! Oh, same stuff. Got it. Got it. Oh, we're not changing much. Okay. Nothing cool. Great. But just like kind of going back to the the Mormonism, don't they don't even get together until they're married, right? No, sexually. yeah, like the night Sex. of their, yes, <laughs> she tries to, that's actually what I kind of like about Bella is everyone makes jokes about Kristen Stewart and like her awkward acting and how like Bella is just this shy little strange thing, but Bella, like, Bella she's was like, ready. Give me that dick. The whole time she's like, please have sex with me, but they wait until their wedding night and then yeah, she ends up getting pregnant and then becomes a vampire and then there's the whole werewolf side of things where like the werewolf imprinted on the baby before she was even it's born. real creepy. So, so much drama. Yeah. So 
And there's obviously more movies after that, but that I yeah. had to stop there with the sexed up glittery vampires because that was just real special. Yeah. Okay. I actually have a surprise for you guys. Yeah, what are I you saying? I was going to cover energy vampires, but I actually found out we've already done that in another episode. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> so then I was going to maybe try and cover some vampire stories, but same deal. We kind of covered all the good ones. I was looking for something. So as a treat for you and for our listeners, you've just stumbled into a conversation already in progress. This is Ask Me Everything, oh the show for I Want to Suck Your Blood <laughs> Questions and Drink From My Cup and Live Forever oh. Answers. My name is Ashley and I'm the curator and we are answering some questions We today. just fell into an Ask Me Everything episode. It's so exciting. Surprise. All right. I love First it. First up. How would you react if vampires turned out to be real, but most of them were super racist because of being from the 19th century? <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> oh, God. You know, if you don't mind, I'll go real quick. As yeah. a white man, <laughs> I think I would be fine. <laughs> you'd be, yeah, but you'd be okay. if they wanted to initiate me into their ranks, mm -hmm. I think, you know, this is where, as a vampire now, I can be the change I want to see. See? Go. That's a great answer. I like that. Wait, wait, wait. I need to know. When you say racist, in what way? That they're they're only going to come kill white people? Or they only are going to kill no, black people because like, they hate them? Like when you're hanging out with them, they're saying some like crazy oh, racist so shit. Under, and you're okay. just like, geez, I didn't know if you Louise. meant like it's who they were like right. choosing to take. No, okay. they're just like really like... You can't really go to any vampire parties if you turn into a vampire because they're all super fucking racist. Right. <laughs> I think I would gladly want to become a vampire but then depart from them right. as my community. Like if they tried to say like, hey, so we actually have a potluck every Wednesday, I would say I'm going to skip it. <laughs> I'm going to do my own thing. I'm kind of a loner and I would just go out. Being from the 19th century, are they misogynist as well? Like that's Oof. a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're totally misogynist So being a too. woman yeah. involved... Yeah, maybe... I, I just See, need to hide away. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. It's rough. You're going to either have to like, I mean, obviously, if they're still like actively creating new vampires pretty regularly, right. the times will change with it and we'll be fine. I hope. But that is rough. But I do like the idea of being a vampire. Is that weird? Like no, how much power? Does. I have a follow up question. Yeah. Are they racist? against like people of color or are they racist against like werewolves i would say it depends because here's the thing I think, I think all vampires are pretty prejudiced against werewolves I right so. yeah i think so yeah because i feel like again if you go back to twilight i feel like that whole theme of having the werewolves on one side of town and being native american against these like white 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 european looking nasty, vampires Stephanie. i'm like oh it's a movie about racism i see yeah. so yes i think that is true next question <laughs> All right, so the three of us, we're pretty much all married, but let's say we're single. Would you date a vampire? Why or why not? And let's say you don't turn for whatever reason, at least like right away. You're just dating someone who's a vampire. You're not a vampire. They're would not, you or wouldn't they're you not, not turning you. You can just date as a human. Yeah. I would be into it, especially if, as with these sexy tropes that we've been talking about, okay. if they have that like strength that, we're, that we've been chatting about, <laughs> I'd be into it. Alex, if you're listening, Lauren would like to be thrown on the ceiling. I need you to throw me against a wall as hard as you can. I don't know. That's a tough one. I would. If I don't, if, if I if I don't get the turn out of it, I don't know. 
I also, but maybe you like you can request it. You might be able to. Possibly, yeah, possibly. If I can request it, then I'm going to go hard. Yes, but other than that, I don't. I don't know if I would. I get mad jealous. So, and vampires seem like they're you know just kind of down for whoever. Like if they're if they're going to be committed to me, the answer might change. But yeah, if well, I mean, if you're just asking me right now, knowing what I know about vampires, I'm probably going to say no. That's kind of how I felt. Where it was like I would only want them to bite me, but also I don't want to get bit. Yeah, that's So, hurts. like, my partner would just be, like, really hungry all the time and, like, uh-huh. not satisfied because I'd be like, I don't want you biting some skank. But what but if also they were doing, like, the animal blood or synthetic blood? Like, True, what world but is your again, boyfriend in? Again, most of the time in films, animal blood is not delicious. They sure. have to suffer through so the drinking you, of animal blood. Yeah. Or like true blood is like drinking, you know, a slim a, fast yeah. in right. place of a meal. It's like the diet. Yeah. yeah. So it's like my like partner a, would be pretty fucking like miserable. Like a do-it-yourself, draw-your-own-blood-at-home sort of situation. Yeah, DIY. Which is like a small needle, like, here you go. Mm. Like, you can have a little bit. Yeah. Is yeah. that okay? Here's a taste. Mm. You'd be like, mm. it's sexy though when I bite you, and I'll be like, mm, for you, maybe? kind of hurts. It's pretty it. gross for me, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, and I also, like, you'd have to change your schedule. <laughs> You'd have to be awake at night. <laughs> have to get a night job. You'd have to get a yeah. night job. You'd That's have to be awake to at night all the time. Right. Is this person going to pull their weight? Are they going to pay half the rent? It's expensive. Seriously, do you have a fucking job? Yeah. Are they? It doesn't Angeles. feel like, like they work. They don't do anything. But I think like, the good thing about living in somewhere like Los Angeles is there's a lot of overnight jobs, so they could work. Right. True. Yeah. Are they I independently wealthy? Yeah. There's a lot of big nightlife. <laughs> there are I a lot also of feel like when I'm in a relationship, like like I said, I fucking hate dating. I want to immediately, like literally if I start dating someone, I want to immediately be in the like burping, farting, sitting on the couch all weekend mode. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like vampires, especially if they're anyway. an older vampire, they want to do stuff. And it's just like, ugh. Vampires like to keep busy. That is yeah. true. Like you, you, you don't just want to chill. They're bored. Yeah, they are bored. See, you guys are talking me out of it. Like, <laughs> you have changed my mind. But also, <laughs> did you hear what my answer was? I think I want to sleep I was with a vampire. Say you just want to fuck a vampire, which is <laughs> yeah. not my question. No. Yeah. I think that answer I think that's for all different. three of us yes. is, yes, yes, I would fuck a vampire. No, then yeah. I don't want to date, date a vampire. You no. guys ruined date, it for me not. real quick. It sounds awful. Uh, what would your edgy vampire name be if you got to choose one? Ooh. Liquid Death. Liquid Death! <laughs> I just looked at the can and was like, that's kind of fun. Actually, um, our episode today is sponsored by Liquid Death, right. and all three of us are drinking it I'm right drinking now, it. and I am extremely so take a hydrated. I would have taken a sip, but Liquid Death is so good, I finished all my it's water. It's gone, and that's a tall boy. <laughs> Billy, what would your name be? Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of, like, some kind of, like, dark, gothic raver name, like, like, Roaming Darkness. Or yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or you could like, have something that rhymes with Vlad, like Chad. Yeah. <laughs> but Chad is so awful. <laughs> but Chad's a name, and it's not great. Chad the Impaler. Chad the Impaler. Chad the Impaler. <laughs> It's just this guy with a popped collar that walks in. Chad the Impaler. I love the the a frat boy. The uh, the crew in that episode of What We Do in the Shadows. Big, big Vlad, Vlad, little Vlad. Yes, yeah. Uh, I like Count Rapula is my Count favorite. Count Rapula. Oh my god. You know what's funny? When I was thinking of this, my third, <laughs> yeah, I wanted my say? cool vampire name to be like about something I do. So the first, my first thought was slingshot and then i was like hey ash when's the last time slingshots were cool and why is that the first thing that came into your head when do you play with a slingshot when 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 was the last like like slingshot and then i was like hmm Hmm. 
No, mm, that's okay. not something. I don't want to be slingshot. <laughs> and then you, I, you've got a built-in perfect vampire name, just Ash. Ash that's good. is yeah. good. It's good. I know. Honestly, just go with yeah. that, and well, you I, have to whisper it. I look. Yeah. Hey, nice I looked up some badass names. You know there are sites of badass names, of and I found a few that were fitting for me specifically, so I have to share them. <laughs> One of them is Batista, which is a Latin name that means to dip, and honestly, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I am a dipper, too. I am a dip queen, and I double dip everything, so Batista's I always have to have good. a side of ranch from for dipping. This from... day forward, I will only refer to you as Batista. <laughs> but then also... I want to call you the dipper. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's my little dipper. She's my little damper. I also found the word calypso, which is Greek for she who hides. Yep. Ooh. That's fitting. Which I Hiding feel that <laughs> represents me too. All right. What, we've got Chad the Impaler. I can't be Liquid Death. Ash. Um, oh, you can be Liquid Death. That's no, fine. I mean, yeah. I know that. I, I just but saw we'll the just cannon. We'll call you LD. LD. <laughs> LD's coming in. Oh my God. Nope. Whorehound. Whorehound. <laughs> Call back yeah. to last week. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I know that that's a term for something else already, but it felt Cough right. Cough drops. <laughs> if the True Blood universe was real, and one day it was announced on the news, vampires are real, and people started coming out of the coffin, if any famous person turned out to be a vampire, who would it be? Easy. Nick Easy. Cage. <laughs> oh, Nick Cage. Yeah. There's already theories about it. Yep. <laughs> I said Grimes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she has to be. Right. Also, like Angelina Jolie, she's already got the blood thing, and she makes out with her brother, which is like very vampiric behavior. Yeah. Also, he's been out of popular culture for a while, so probably like Elvis, he's hiding. You know, Ooh, Elvis? there's all those Elvis theories. Which, yeah, you know? Elvis. Um, uh, Death totally becomes good. her. Oh yeah, that's very vampiric. Yes. I mean, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's like a you know but potion, yeah. but Elvis I'm trying is at to that think party. of like the pastiest, weirdest celebrity out there. Tilda Swinton's. Absolutely a vampire. <laughs> and she played a vampire yeah, in the movie that we were alive. just talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah, she is. I could also see Timothy Chalamet being a vampire, possibly. Totally. He's got like, like just that skinny, like sunken in face. Yeah, but he he's like Chad. He's Chad he's the Impaler because he's got that voice. I'm Chad the Impaler. He's like, what's up? I'm at the premiere of Dune. Chad the Impaler. Pete Davidson, he also has that same thing, like the sunken in eyes and like the pale skin. I could see both and of them. And of, he's so morose and yeah. he, it's sort of like, yeah, this guy's been here forever. Someone <laughs> asked him in an interview, I think it, I say someone, like it was like a friend because they were being very personal, but they're like, what is with the dark eyes? And he's like, I just don't sleep very much. Vampire. 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 <laughs> If a new vampire movie were to come out, what's something you would want to see and something you're sick of seeing? Hmm. I mean, I feel like at this point we have to say vampires space. in space, right? Yeah, vampires I was like, are we all, are we all thinking space? Easy answer. You know what I really want to see? So we've seen way too many vampire movies dealing with like becoming a vampire type right. stories. And I think I would want something more dealing with the everyday life of being a vampire. Something less sexy so, like, for example, these days, if you were a vampire feeding off of humans, who would you be feeding off of? Homeless, sex workers, and drug addicts. Just like serial killers preying like on who, people. Is this someone who can so be it's forgotten? Not yeah. sexy. It's right. kind of sad, sad and real. It's yeah. sad and real. And I would like to see a movie in which a vampire has to... But maybe he becomes the person of interest in a case and you're following the detective who thinks there's something bigger going on and the vampire trying to work his way out of a sticky situation. Yeah. yeah. I do like that, especially because as we've been discussing, 
every vampire movie is basically just, you know, symbolism of something else. And that feels like the perfect movie to come out now in this time of like, okay, who are the people who we think are just easily forgotten and then go on this like serial killer hunt? What yeah, you think? basically yeah. it's a serial killer movie, but, like you know, with, with the twist of twist. him being a vampire. That's so smart. It'd be a great twist if it wasn't revealed until close to the end too. You follow what? just, you just follow the cop who's hunting a serial killer. And people yeah. would go for it because they love true crime anyway, yeah. but then at the end to be like, it was a fair TM, 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 TM. TM, TM, TM. At, TM, TM, TM. at the very end, just everything gets supernatural. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Out, out of, of nowhere. nowhere. And everyone in the audience is like, what, what happened? Uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> what? And it's called Chad the Impaler. <laughs> I'm really tired of all these people taking my name. <laughs> Starring Timothy Chalamet. Now I gotta go fight Chalamet. <laughs> no, I gotta go battle Chalamet. Oh. I, I think what I would like to see, not story-wise, I'd kind of like to have an, an 80s throwback. Like, you see all these vampire movies, not all, not so much anymore, but where they'll, like, turn into a bat or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'd love a good American werewolf in London, like, body horror transformation. Yeah. Like, get to see, like, when they turn into a bat, like, maybe, like, the wings sprout, sprouting out, like, this, just this kind of big grotesque transformation. I think that'd be great. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Maybe even a painful transformation. Yeah. Make it hurt. You know, um... Shit, what is that Ethan Hawke vampire movie? Daybreakers. So Daybreakers. Man, you answered that so fast. This is why Billy is the best. This is why we have you on for vampires. Oh my gosh. That story, I didn't so much love the movie. Um, It had some faults for me, but the story of that movie is so fantastic. It's essentially, for anyone who hasn't seen it, vampires have killed too many humans, and now there's a blood shortage. And it's a very, like, corporate, like, sort of, there are, there are, we're running out of blood and you see most of the world is vampires and there's only a few people alive and you see like vampires going up to get their blood latte and all of a sudden the prices are like outrageous it's like right. 30 dollars for a latte it's like what do you do and when it's there's a shortage how are we gonna solve this and in that film when you can't afford to feed yourself essentially because you have to buy human blood now you can't just bite someone in the street right you transform into a monster. And so they're trying to solve vampirism now because if not, they're all going to be just like monsters ruling the earth. It's very good. Another like yeah, very just... smart idea. Like yeah. I love the way people put a twist on vampires. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Ugh. I want to see more shit like love that. This. I don't need another fucking love story between no. two a vampire and a human. I just don't. I was going to say, to answer the part of the question where you said, what are you tired of seeing? I, I think enough with the romance. Like, we went hard with Twilight. We went hard with, I mean, every movie I named tonight, yeah. basically. Like, we and have I understand the, story, the f- because when it's a vampire in love with a human, you get to be that fantasy. Like, you're yes, the human exactly. and like, oh my god, what does that happen? But like, if you are going to make a vampire love story, I need another interview with a vampire yeah. or Ganjin. Has, like, I need something, to maybe two vampires, only lovers only left lovers alive. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Let the right one in. I don't need yeah. another vampire and human love story. Right. And like, yeah, if you are going to have the romance part of it, I also want it to be like a little grotesque than on the side. Like, yeah. I want the horror to also be there. Mm-hmm. Like, let's have romance, but also something like super gory and creepy happening off at the side. 
And also, this has nothing to do with anything that you guys just said. You had amazing answers. But in my head, I was thinking, I would love to see a late 60s, early 70s vampire movie at a music festival. Because I feel like I've never seen a hippie vampire. So I kind of want to see like a vampire take Woodstock and just start taking people out while they're dancing to the music. Or like a three-day festival and people start slowly like disappearing from yeah. the festival like, where, and you think oh they just going? they just got drunk and stumbled into the woods yep. and there's just a vampire picking that's them the off. thing it's creepy because it's so crowded no one's like noticing it happen but this vampire was just like sitting in the woods waiting and all of a sudden all these people are flooding there to hear the music and I he's like tm that too joe and i actually on ask me everything you guys should listen to it um recently had a question joe asked a question about vampires and when i was like explaining my answer i talked about how like i bet vampires had like really dope decades and like decades that were like horrible for them so like the 60s and 70s a lot of daytime activities Mm -hmm. in the 60s and 70s probably a huge bummer for vampires but then you get in the 80s and 90s and you have nightclubs are coming back especially like raves heroin chic is in so you Mm -hmm. can just like blend in like great decades and then we're back to now this shit sucks for vampires yeah yeah, what can you do? What can in you this do, day man? And age? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, you oh, gotta hit real. up those decades with some great nightlife. So yeah, I guess this like festival vampire that I'm thinking of, he would maybe have to be against the like I burn up in the daylight trope. Mm-hmm. Which again, I think you can put whatever twist you want on a vampire. That's so he could just thing. be this dude that's like the sun don't bother me, or maybe has like a necklace that makes it okay to go in the sun. I don't know. A necklace that makes it okay. All I can think is. I need to Google the title Festival of Blood. Does this exist? Should I write this movie? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. If that's not a thing yet, <laughs> this is going down. I'm very excited about this. Pyre Fest. <laughs> Instead of Fire Fest. That is good. Yeah, I you're like welcome. It. Just a really yeah, shitty vampire who lured people to his island. <laughs> and then just serves them styrofoam, nothing, and kills them. It's fine. <laughs> Um, we are kind of out of time. Did you have more before we go? I mean, I always have more, yeah, but know, you know, it's a, know. <laughs> but hey, yeah, if you have more fun, no, facts, no, no, give them to no, us. I'm, I, I just had a blast talking Good, my okay. favorite creatures of yes. all time. So thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you so much for coming on the show again. I'm so glad we got to have you back on again before I leave. I know, before Ashley leaves. So sad. And like I said, you've been on so many now. If I'm I'm ever sad and I'm really missing my Billy, I have five whole episodes (laughs) that I can go back to. (laughs) You're going to have to be one of those people that we record with remotely. So we're sending you a full setup. Just get ready to set up your microphone. I'm going to need to get a bigger apartment. Okay. Okay. Uh, make sure that you guys follow Billy on Instagram at the Billy Roach to stay up to date on what he's up to and all of to see all of his amazing artwork you posted on there. Do you have anything you want to plug at all aside from your Instagram? No, just my Instagram, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm trying to put more art on there, and also right now every October I, I do. 30 day, 31 days of Halloween films. Yep. I would love to see more people get on that. I'd love to like a like a big group hashtag. I'd love to Hell see other yeah. people doing it because it's such a fun thing to mm-hmm. share these movies with people and like learn about new movies mm-hmm. right. from things that, you know, movies that other people are watching I've never heard of. So. I right. love seeing I what people yeah. are watching yes, yeah. we've been, during We October. obviously haven't done it every night because it's been such a busy month, but we've started to post yeah. when we can the movies we're watching and everyone has been engaging with it so much because it's either like, oh, I haven't seen this movie in years. I love it. Or, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to watch that and it's very fun. Yeah, it's super fun. I love it. 
Make sure that you guys are following us as well at Keep It Weird Cast on all platforms to stay up to date with what we're up to and to chat with us about all things weird. Please rate our show five stars on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app and consider joining our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. You can donate one, five, or ten dollars to the show and that gets you multiple bonus episodes every month, a newsletter, and discounts on merchandise. Speaking of merch, as I said earlier, we have a new merch store and you can find that link by clicking on the links in our profile on our Instagram or heading to www.keepitweirdpodcast.com slash merch. It's our tea Public store. There's a ton of shit on there. It's all amazing. Check it out. Billy, what's our sign off? I'm just going to keep it simple. Happy Halloween. <gasps> I want to eat your candy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm keep it weird. <laughs>